You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. Boy, have I got an experience to relate to you. I just got back from this really incredible cruise in New Orleans, but it was so difficult for me to get to New Orleans and to actually fly out of New Orleans. I had one issue after another. It took me three days to get home. And not only was I exhausted, but some hilarious things ensued. So I thought I'd bring on my former husband, Dean Constantine, so that we could actually get down to the nitty-gritty of why this happened. It's all about what part did I create and what part did the mass consciousness create? This is a good question. So somebody did say, well, you created all of the airplane delays and all of the weather. And I'm going, no, I didn't. No. (laughs) So that's why I thought it's time to correct the situation, change my mind about it, and relay this to all the listeners that my rough trip to and from the cruise, the cruise was phenomenal, by the way, but the experience of getting there and leaving there was something that was 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 not easy. I don't know how else to say. Three days to get home. So before I break out Dean Considine, my former husband and close friend, I think that we should just take a couple of commercial breaks and then we'll be right back as we dive in to what the heck happened. We'll be right back. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Are you ready for a healthy 2019? Well, if you are, I've got an easy way to heal anything that ails you. And it's all from Mother Nature. If you're suffering from constant stress or issues with menopause, prostate, respiratory problems, IBS, psoriasis, and eczema, or even sleep issues, then Mother Nature's miracles are waiting for you. 
I know this works because I have resolved my health issues in 2018 using Dr. Tody Camancho herbal tinctures and I have never felt better. These herbal products really do work. Instead of using toxic medications, try these organic herbal products and you will experience some amazing outcomes that Mother Nature intended since the beginning of time. Go to drtonycamacho.com to buy pre-made tinctures or to set up a consultation in which she can make a tincture specifically for your ailment. Go back to Mother Nature and Dr. Tony Camacho. Visit drtonycamacho.com. That is D-R-T-O-N-I-C-A-M-A-C-H-O.com. Well, welcome back, Dean Constantine. Thank you so much for coming back. Um, and we have got a lot to discuss, clarifications about the law of attraction. And you are perfect to clarify some issues that I just had getting to and from the ship on our, our really incredible cruise. So welcome. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here as always. And, uh, yeah, I guess let's get started. So go ahead. <laughs> well, first of all, I got to tell the world that uh, my former husband, Dean, rescued me not only once, but twice, going there and then coming back. So I'm incredibly grateful to him. Uh, but in the midst of chaos, of leaving New Orleans, we ran into that terrible storm. And it was somebody said to me, Well, you created all of the delays, you created all of the storms, you created this all. And I thought for a minute, and I said, No, I didn't. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think about that? Did I really create all the chaos knowing that I just wanted to do one thing, get home to my kitties? Well, it's a complicated question, okay? Yeah, it is. But yeah. everybody wants to know this, and I know their ears are perking up. Yeah, I know. So that's, that's the thing. So uh, we as manifestors basically are creators, okay? But what people... I don't think realizes that we're just there's seven and a half billion of us here on the planet right yeah if we're all creating you know <laughs> think about that for a minute so as an individual can we create a universe no can we create a planet could we create a solar system no we don't have that we don't have that power collectively can we probably Okay, because it does exist, right? But where our create creativity or our manifestation or our law of attraction, as you will, comes into play is what is it for us in our little microcosm as it relates to everybody else around us? Okay. Right, and, and thinking what is going on did I create for everyone on that plane or did they all create? So I, 
I know that I can't create for anyone else. So, well, okay, let's not go down that rabbit hole, but let's focus mostly on, did you create it all for everybody else? No, you didn't. Okay, everybody was brought together based on their, okay, let's back up for a minute. How do we create? We create by how we feel, all right? What is our belief system? And what is our life's about? So everything that we're feeling and, and uh, real, that's our creation. Okay. So, so how are each feeling? So all the people that were involved in this whole situation, they all have their own dramas, their own feelings, their own, you know, wants, their own needs, their own whatever. Okay. Their own anxieties, their own fears. And all of those things are manifested, right? Because how we think, how we feel, how we act is reflected back to us. That's the state that we're in, okay? We're in a state of existence. Whether right. it's a comfortable state of existence or a not comfortable state of existence or you're a multi-billionaire or you're poor as hell living on the street, that's your state of consciousness, okay? And that's a reflection back to you based on how you feel, think, and, and understand your life to be. Now, can we change that? Yes, of course. But it takes work. Okay, so you going, oh, I, I'm flying to this, you know, New Orleans, and I'm going to get on a cruise ship, and I'll have a great time and all that. But there's certain anxieties that you had before that. And I would venture to say if we could interview all the people that were involved, they had some sort of anxiety as well. About some, flying there? Well, maybe not about flying, but, you know, about being late or about, you know, they didn't want to go or whatever the reasons. There's multitudes of reasons because how many people are involved? Can you imagine the, the diverse amount of reasoning everybody has? Well, all that comes together, okay, and as a unit, it is created that way so that everyone can experience what their inner self is, what their beliefs, what their feelings are, what their anxieties are, the whole nine yards. Okay. So you told me that you've always had like a fear of flying, right? Yeah. Yeah. From a, from a teenager when my family went uh, to Hawaii and going island to island because of the air waves and everything we dropped and dropped and dropped and every single family member were grabbing their stomach and people were screaming and we kept on dropping so that was at uh, a teenager i witnessed everybody in my family being super scared that we were going to be dying <laughs> right okay so that's a memory that's ingrained in you yeah okay that's a huge amount of anxiety when you fly so when you left here, what happened? Flight got delayed. Yeah. It got canceled. You had to be rerouted, right? Right. I don't know all the details, so I can't. Well, I yeah, can't and I'm supposed to be at a all hotel, those sort and of, I didn't get it. Right. Because you had to go the next day, you know, the whole nine yards. So yeah. point being is, so that was resurrected internally, right? Those fears and anxieties were always there because of that incident when you were a kid. 
so you got there okay, but now you're coming back and you experience the exact same thing, but almost only worse. Right. It was worse. And everybody on that plane was again panicking and we had to be rerouted. We flew around, bumpy as all get out. And that's when I just said, I've had enough. I'm off the plane. I'm going to get off. And 30 other people walked off the plane with me. Right. So we, so what do we have to do? We have to drive to the next airport to get out okay. of there because they were going to turn around and go back to where we were coming from. So I was going backwards. I wasn't going forward. I was going right. back into the soup. <laughs> right, right. So that tells you right there. So the 30 other people in you are having the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So are you creating it for all them? No. You're all creating it together. And we did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, as a collective body, can we create weather? I guess if everybody got together, yes. So how, how we know this is because you can go around the globe and you can go to very wealthy, very nice areas and everything's beautiful and the weather's always, not always, but you know, for the most part reasonable and so on and so forth. You go to other parts of the world where people's collective consciousness is that, that there's drought, there's famine, there's no work, there's all these horrific things. But that's because they all believe that. Right. And so that's a microcosm that they've created as a unit, not individually. They don't want to be in that individually. But they don't know because they can't get beyond the fact of their senses tell them this is where you live, this is how it is, this is what's going on in your life. Okay? Well, I do believe that because um, we have all witnessed those hurricanes in Florida, the, the tornadoes and everything, and that is a result of the way the majority of the people or the collective consciousness think that create, actually creates the tornado and hurricanes. But it's not one person, it's is just like you said, it takes a whole bunch of people to be so frustrated, the, the hot air, the, the anger, and all of those emotions are bubbling up and it's coming up and being Well, yeah, but it, it doesn't happen right instantaneously. I think what no, it is, right. it's, it's stuff that people are holding back, like you've had this from childhood. Right. And it's internal and it bubbles up when something external happens. And so everybody getting on these planes is realizing, oh, wow, the weather's not good, this is it, and they're starting to have these anxieties and fears. So collectively, it's all coming together, and of course, it happens. Now, thank God nothing happened. No, no plane crashes, nothing. Caused. Yeah, really. Nobody Because crashed. our technology has gotten so good now that we can avoid a lot of that, right? So it doesn't, you know, last time it was a plane crash, I don't a long time ago, but... Um, so the point being, now, in Florida, everybody knows that every year, you know, the hurricane season comes and goes, right? And some years it's really bad and some years it's not. Why is that? See? Why right? is that? Why is that? Yeah, because, not, see, everybody doesn't buy off on it all the time. If the news is predicating this is going to be the worst hurricane season blah 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 and if they get enough people believing it right then it's going to happen or they instill the thought in your mind 
Oh, we haven't had a Category 5 hurricane in 10 years. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's a Category 5 hurricane. Why? Because they planted that seed in everybody's mind, and they got enough people to believe in it that, you know, it will at, at some point manifest itself. So that would be logical if insurance companies or even the planes itself would talk about, hey, we got a storm, but our machines are so wonderful and we can now control it. We can. Okay, well. But they don't tell us that. They don't tell us what you told me about planes. Right. Well, they don't need to because their seats are full. Right. They've they've. They've coalesced, they've gotten rid of all their competition and we're down to what, a handful of airlines now and they all book each other's seats, right? So they don't need, they're not worried about filling up a plane anymore. They're not worried about telling you how safe it is to fly and stuff like that. And years ago, they used to have to because they didn't fill up the planes. But now virtually everywhere you go, there's no seats. That's right. I was on, every flight was filled to the max. Okay. So they don't need to advertise anymore. They got built-in customers, okay? Insurance companies, now that's a different animal because they've got to instill fear in you enough that you want to buy the insurance. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and you know what? They could be responsible for all this collective consciousness stuff coming out. Well, yeah, but see, okay, to a point, yes, of course. If they get enough people believing it, but unfortunately they're not... They're not selling to the majority. I mean, there's enough companies that they're not selling to the majority of people. So it's not a, one large group. That's the, that's the whole point. The larger the group and the more the group thinks alike, the more that will eventually manifest itself out to reflect back to that group, which now you break it down to an individual. It's the same with a family, same with a community, same with a household, and then down to the individual. Right. Yeah. So you can control certain aspects. You can, okay. You can attract certain things to you. Like you can attract a free cup of coffee. That's easy. You can attract somebody giving you a gift card or you think about somebody that you haven't spoken to in a long time and suddenly they're calling you. Those are all law of attractions things. Those are individual things, right? Intuition. that are easy for you to because it's not hard to believe those things right where the challenge comes in is when you want to deliberately create something really big or bigger that's where people have the trouble and and they like we were talking about they just they don't understand there's airplane rides and that kind of chaos, that's a collective consciousness. That's not an individual consciousness. An individual consciousness is, I want to stay, I want to change my state of being. I don't want to be where I'm at. I want to be somewhere else. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah, how did I do that? Yeah, that's right. what I wanted to do. What? Oh, I'm, I'm stranded in San Antonio, Texas. How do I get home? <laughs> well, you got home. I did, right. two days later. <laughs> right, well. But I got that, that also reinforced your inner feelings. Yeah, it did. Right? And it, I'm sure it reinforced the inner feelings of all those people that were involved. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But okay, so that's the collective consciousness. So that's that's in essence my understanding of how it works, and um, and it's not one person can't do that, right? Right. Okay. So I just have a word to the wise. If people are living in stress at the moment, don't mention it. Let them wait until you get out of stress before you say, well, you created this. Because I got to tell you, that even freaked me out more. I'm going, what? I didn't, I didn't, trying to get home, I did not create that. I did, in fact, create that in that I got off that plane and then had to figure out a way to get home. Right. And the airlines would, they were all Your luggage went okay, though, right? Yeah, the luggage went, got got home before I did. Right. So if you'd have stayed on there, you would have got home before. But the point is you would have had to go through that really rough ride. Yeah, and go back to Houston and then go yeah. back through it. And it's like, mm. I didn't want to do that, that see? No. So there, that, there, there goes the point of you're not the creator of it, but you're it's reflecting back to you what your anxieties and all that about flying are and, and same with all those other people. Yeah. Right. Right. So it did affect and I did create, but I, I, I did chose choose to leave the plane and find another way to go forward. And that kind of says something about me and business and everything. It's like, I'm not going to go backwards. I don't care who's creating. I'm not going to create going backwards. I'm going forward. Right. right. The tenacity yeah. I have. So that, that's basically that's what amounts to. So on an individual level, so everything that happens in our lives on a daily basis, we are creating unconsciously because of the state of being that we're in the beliefs that we have, the emotions that we're feeling, all of that's being reflected back to us. So um, if you have something happen to you that you don't want, it's because if you search back in your memory banks, you'll find that at some point or another, that was an issue and you still hold that, even though you're not consciously thinking of it. And it seems to come out of the blue. Yeah. And people go, where, where the heck did that come from? You know, but they don't realize it's somewhere in the past because we have like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, right? Yeah. We can't keep track of all that, you know, consciously. So it's a lot of subconscious work. And they're there and they can be there for a long time because remember, it's our upbringing, it's the news media, it's the school we attended, it's our relatives. I mean, on and on and on and on. Right. And if we already have a fear of something and then someone triggers that, then it's easy for it to be reflected back to you fairly quickly. Yeah. And that's true because when I was sitting at San Antonio Airport, my friend and speaker who was on the cruise, Buzz, had to be rerouted to Minneapolis instead of Chicago. So we were texting back and forth. And he texted something so funny that I just busted out laughing. I was laughing so hard. Everybody was looking at me like, well, is this lady crazy or whatever? And I, I was just laughing outrageously. And then they called to get on the plane. And I had the best flight of my entire life. It was so smooth. So, oh my goodness. It was amazing. It really was. So that that 
break that uh, helped shifted me dramatically in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Enough for me to release that inner turmoil enough to laugh. That was the ticket for me to get home. Right. So when people say, can I uh, attract or manifest something instantly? Yes, <laughs> you can. You can, but it's consciously, it's very difficult to do. Unconsciously, it happens all, all, all day long. So for you, that was what happened, see? Because it could have been a rough flight out. It could have been, but it wasn't. It was the so storms. The, the storms could have moved. There could have been new storms. You could have had to be routed to another city where there were storms. You see what I'm saying? So the yeah. point is, you're right. You broke that feeling, and you got out of that. You said, all right, I'm done with that. You laughed, you know, and then, boom, skies open up. You come home. Everything's cool. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's amazing, the shift. But the, the clarity is, do we create the massive uh, situations? Did we create uh, the World Trade Center coming down? Did we create all of that? So I think it was real important for us to talk on air to give everyone a clue as to what, what happened, what is going on within us. And as you said, it's our first, our first and foremost, it's the beliefs that right. we have right. and the anxiety and all of that creates, or I don't know if it creates, but it certainly makes the issue a lot more difficult to get through. Well, consciously, it's not a conscious creation. It's a subconscious creation. That's, I think, what people understand what people are holding internally is what is being manifested out reflecting back. Okay. So I, I don't, nine 11, that's kind of, yeah, you know, I guess consciously enough people got together about it. People wanted to attack us. They succeeded, uh, you know, but, one it, way or another. but it's the second time it was attacked because 10 years prior to that, it was attacked. And that's something that was remained in our consciousness. Right. Right. A whole bunch of people nationally. So, yeah, but you got to remember what everybody's being told by the news media and yeah. by the politicians and so on and so forth. So they're creating narratives for us to, you know, to so they can get people on their side and get believing what they're telling them. And so after a while, that sort of you know coalesces and people start to believe it, and then next you know things happen. So yeah, because those anxieties and fears and and you know subconscious emotions are there and it's easy if someone knows how to trigger that just like you just said with buzz sending you a text and you laughed and you broke free of that anxiety of flying that's it can go the opposite direction as well yeah. right where you're fine but suddenly somebody triggers you and suddenly you have that fear bubbling up and a bunch of people not just you obviously you know. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Collective was consciousness yeah. and so on and so forth, you know, and then that culminates into an activity that then is manifested, right? So we're going to, in some time during our life, we're going to experience the fear, the horrific fear I felt on that plane. And to shift it, we have to look, you can't shift automatically fast. 
Maybe there's some people that can. For me, I have to totally get out of that place, get alone so that I can. Well, no, well, you, you were given a text and you laughed. Yeah, and that both, shifted me. So that shifted you. So yeah, you can shift that fast again, but trying to do it consciously is very difficult. If That's you try to what do I'm it on, yeah, if you're trying to do it on your own and you're not really a master at it, you know, and you don't really understand the ins and outs, then yeah, it's very difficult to do. But if someone else were to trigger you, okay, so that's a very, I think a lot of advertisers know those things. Yeah. That's how they trigger people to buy their stuff, you know. But yeah, there, there are trigger points. So you can get people to think and feel a certain way. When they think and feel a certain way and they think that is reality, then that will be reflected back. That will be reflected back. Okay. So when you create turmoil in your life personally, not on a collective basis, on a personal level, and it's basically you're looking in a mirror and you're getting back what you are feeling and on everything inside of you. So when you start to fight against what you're seeing happening on the outside, you're basically, uh, the word is... You can adjust the mirror, but it ain't going to change the situation because <laughs> you're trying to fight it on the outside. You see, you could break the mirror. It doesn't matter. It's still going to reflect back at you. You have to change it on the inside in order to see something different on the outside. That's really very That's, difficult for most people to do. That is difficult. That's not easy. Because and especially so do it alone. Yeah, where it's so ingrained in us. And that's why they, a lot of people talk about meditation and calming yourself down and trying not to overthink things. And yeah, and then you don't see the results and then the anxiety gets even more and so on and so forth. So you just have to sort of let go, okay? You have to let go of the resistance, as they say, and you have to move on from that and try to keep your mind as still as possible. And then things will manifest or attract to you the way you want them so i i also had to realize okay well the universe is kind of in control of that because when i drove from corpus christi to san antonio airport i got there late and all of the hotel rooms were filled up I looked across, I sat down at the airport. I was just expecting to spend the night in the airport. And I just go, well, uh, I guess I'm going to have to do it. Looked across and there was this young man, 24 years old, and he, he was calling up hotels trying to find a place. And uh, all of a sudden, he found a hotel and he yelled at me, there's 15 rooms. Now, I don't know how he knew that I was looking for, but of course I was sitting there stranded. Of course he probably didn't know, but it turned out that we took a Uber to the hotel. It was a nice, nice hotel and we got our rooms and we had, uh, we went to and had a couple of drinks afterwards. We started talking. He says, have you ever heard of podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah. Have you ever heard of the law of attraction? 
Yeah. We started talking back and forth. We had a wonderful conversation. I was supposed to meet him so that I could talk to him about his own podcast. Well, there so, you go. Huh? There you go. Yeah. Then that morning, he had already left. I didn't see him leave or anything. Cause, but then I ran into a stewardess from a, a, a flight attendant who was catching, trying to get home too. And uh, we had breakfast together. And she said, yeah, she was scared. She was very afraid. <laughs> and I go, I was so afraid I had to get off the plane. And she says, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for getting off the plane. Because if you would have freaked more people off, our job would have been twice as bad. Right. And I'm going, okay, well, that makes me feel better. So we we went to the airport again, and she said, don't worry. It looks like it's going to be fine. So we ended it there. But I met two wonderful people, had great conversations. So it was kind of like I had to get to San Antonio to experience what the universe was trying to teach me. I did learn something valuable from it. And I, I do see where it did, the fear was always there within me, but it just had an opportunity to come out. Right, right. So, you know, this young man, his manifestation was, you know, to run into you, to talk to you, to have some insight about podcasts because he hasn't started that yet, I'm assuming, right? Right. No, he was just getting into it. And he's a real estate investor. He's trying to. So I said, oh, I know the perfect place for you to go for that because I had a, a show on the network. So it's, it was like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to meet. We both said that. We right. were supposed to meet. And he was the nicest young man in the Navy. And okay, that was good. And we had no right. fear of each other. You know, right. I just knew it was safe. It was okay. He was looking for a hotel. So we went together and got into this really nice place. Yeah. It worked out. So the universe is always there. But in my mind, I'm totally alone, stranded, going to be sleeping in the airport. Again, right. the universe provided an out for me, a safe one. Yeah, so at the time you were sitting there thinking you're going to spend the night at the airport, what sort of emotions were going through you? I was so exhausted at that point, I just said, okay, I'm going to do it. But I was also very cold. And, and he, you, ha he you happened just to resigned yourself. Yeah, I did resign. I just let go and it's like, okay, I have no choice. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be here. I because, because you got to understand, everybody I saw at the airport that worked at the airport they said everything's booked up you can't get a flight out you can't get a hotel don't even try go in there and son of a gun the universe provided this young man who found a hotel with 15 rooms okay so that's a very good example of an instant manifestation okay yeah. and the reason it instantly happened is because you resigned yourself you let go yeah because if you would have kept thinking about how am I going to find a room, how am I going to get a flight, how am I going to do this, how am I going to do that, you would have spent the night at the airport. Right, right. And the fact that you let go and you said, okay, I give up. Universe took over, boom, there yeah. you go. 
Yeah, within 10 minutes. It just right? totally changed. So can you manifest instantly? Yes. Can you do it consciously? No. I mean, you can, but you can't. Because we are so weighed down by our fears and anxieties and everything else that we have internally. Until we let that go completely and just resign ourselves. Say, okay, done. I give up. I'm sitting here at the airport. Uh, suddenly it opened up. That's a beautiful example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he got what he needed. Right. Yeah. Because he was tenacious. The universe knew he was tenacious enough to keep searching. And it found him a hotel, just gave him a hotel and called it. No, I've got 15 rooms. Right. Yeah. So he was tenacious where you were just kind of, I'm dead. I've got to give up. <laughs> Universe knew you're not going to look on your phone for a hotel. You're done. Yeah. So yeah, it gave yeah. you somebody else to do that for you. And I felt so much better. Yeah. I felt so much better because I wasn't alone. I wasn't stranded alone. And this, this young guy reminded me of my grandson yeah. and I felt totally safe, had no anxiety whatsoever. And normally I probably would have. But, you know, it, it was a beautiful situation, and I learned a lot. So the, I had to go through that experience, too, and I have to look back at it as a true blessing because it's forced me to really open my eyes to, to what creating is all about and the emotions that are stuck in there yeah. that will bring out things. Mm-hmm. It's very fascinating, very fascinating. The law of attraction is not one-sided at all. No, no. <laughs> it's pretty know. fabulous, fabulous. But that was, a, that, was a wonderful, that was a wonderful example of how it works easily and effortlessly and without you having to think of the how and where and when and all that stuff, which is what people do. And that's why they can't create consciously easily because immediately when they go okay i want this but then they start thinking about well how am i going to get that how is it going to come to me when will it get here all these ifs and whens and all that and the years of whoa slow down let me handle it just stop yeah, yeah and <laughs> and if you don't stop you have to the word is surrender right surrender to the situation that's all you can do and right. that's all i could do freezing cold sitting at that airport <laughs> Yeah. All I could do is, but what a blessing it was. I learned a lot. So right, right. the universe was pretty good on that. So that's my two cents on the subject. That's a good two cents. I appreciate it. And then you came all the way down to San Diego to pick me up. Thank you. Thank that's you. Okay. You're such a good friend. So I'm back at home now and life is rolling on. Okay. Anything else you want to cover while we're here? Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to have that you've been thinking about? You're a deep, deep thinker. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't always work. You know, I, I have the same pitfalls as everybody else. And I go through the same things as everybody else because you cannot escape your upbringing, your family, your surroundings, and all the things that are happening to you at the present time. And so working on that is a very challenging thing. And then people have a lot of successes doing it, you know, and you can have, I've had a lot of 
instant manifestation of little things that, you know, uh, are okay. You know, nothing wrong with it, but, you know, for larger things and it, it, it takes work. It really takes work. And what I've become to understand is that you have to be very persistent at clearing out yourself. That's and, a good point. And, and getting, you know, where you're not letting all these things crop, crop up on you. And you can, like you did at the airport, just resign yourself and let go. And then trust. That's where faith is. Yeah. He, right? That it will be taken care of for you if you just let it. But we don't let it. We try to force it sometimes. We try to manipulate it to happen. And we can succeed at doing that, but it's never going to be very good. It's always going to have its pitfalls and problems and this and that. When things materialize effortlessly, like with you in the room and going and um, finding your hotel and then meeting this young man and so on and so forth and getting home on a nice flight, blah, blah, blah. Just effortless at that point, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, effortless from that point on. Right. I'm I'm just, but I had to go through all that. Looking back, I was supposed to go through all that. It was a teaching moment for me. Well. And and it's not like I don't know about the law of attraction. I've been teaching it for for thirteen years, but sometimes it it's like you totally forget it in a panic situation, in a hopeless situation you tend to forget it. And that's the time that you're pushed to remember it. It's very difficult to ignore our senses. Yeah. Our sight, hearing, smell, feel, all those things. That's what tells us we're in a real world. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? But we are in a material world, right? We're in a, a world made up of energy, you know, molecules, atoms, and electrons that come together and something is driving them to come together to become all the things that we have right. and where we are and us. So there's obviously a consciousness there that's putting all that together. Can we do that individually? No. Right. Right. But what we can manifest to us are things that already exist. That's already here. Everything's here that we need to have, that we want to have. It's already here. Yeah. Right. And we can manifest or attract those things to us if we follow certain procedures and we have to resign ourselves to the point of, okay, I want this. Okay, I got it. That's it. I've decided I'm going to visualize it to be real. And then it will at some point materialize if you let it go. If you don't fight it, if you don't resist it. If you don't try to figure out, okay, let me put it this way. If you plant a seed and it becomes a plant, everything to be that plant is in that seed, that tiny little seed. You just put it in the dirt, give it some water, and it walk away, and it becomes that plant. Well, that's the same with creating something specific you want, because we're creating on a constant every day. Our, everything, we're, where we live, where we, how we work, who we are interacting with, that's all a creation, right? Some people call it the matrix, right? Right. Okay. But that all comes together because that's who we are. And those are our friends and those are our relatives and those are where we work, places we work and here's where we live and so on and so forth. That's our, our reality. 
but we want to create something specific. We want to move from that to something else. So you have the, to plant that seed and let it grow. The best way to plant that seed is with meditation. Visualization, meditation, yes. Okay, so explain. But you that. have to you have to visualize it real. Okay. So in other words, if I told you to close your eyes right now and picture you holding an orange in your hand, can you do that? Yes. Can you feel the orange? Yes. Can you smell the orange? Yes. Okay. You remember. But do you have that orange in your hand? No. No. But that's a visualization of reality. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I, you want to create something. You have to do the exact same thing. And once you feel it real, just like that, oh, yeah, it's an orange. I feel the skin on it. I know how it feels. I know how an orange smells. I know how an orange tastes. Once you master that, then you set it aside and you go, okay, done. You let it go. But what typically people will do is they'll go back and keep digging at that seed. Hey, how come you haven't sprouted yet? <laughs> they have no faith that it will happen. Do you have faith when you plant a seed that a flower would grow? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go back there and check on it every five minutes. But we do because we forget. We planted the seed. Let it go. It has a mature date. Everything, right? Okay. So let's go in particulars. You want to create a car. Right. A new car. Right. So you visualize and feel yourself driving. Yes. Feel it rev its engine. It you could do that, or you could you could go you go the simplest thing. I'm standing next to the new car. I'm shaking the salesman's hand, and he's handing me my keys. At the end of the deal, right? It's all done. I'm going to drive away. That's all you have to visualize. So you have to, but you have to do it from inside of you. In other words, you don't look down on the on on you shaking the guy's hand you are the guy shaking the guy's hand so it's a first person yeah that's called first person yes. so you're shaking the guy's hand you're he's handing you a set of key. keys and you're and, seeing them and when feeling. you see that when you feel that real now of course you want want to specify what type of car and all that you want you know that's okay but when you feel that real that's planting that seed Okay, and you have basically engraved that onto your subconscious. Now, if you can believe it and not have doubt, at some point that will materialize. Okay. All right. So let's now the go. Best, the best time to do this. Yeah. Okay. Is just before you fall asleep. Uh you want to fall asleep with that feeling That's because, good. because what happens when you fall asleep, you pretty much let go. You set aside everything that's going on in your world. You kind of melt into your bed, all your anxieties and fears and everything. I'm safe in my bed. I'm going to close my eyes and I don't think about anything. I may dream, but right now I, there's nothing for me to do. There's nothing for me to worry about. You know, some people do worry when they go to bed, but if you're not, I'm saying you just lay down, you melt into your bed, and that's it. Okay, now, before you fall asleep, if you can visualize that to where it's so real that you can feel the guy's hand, you can see into his eyes, and you can feel those car keys, 
and you fall asleep with that, you'll have that car. You'll have it. And you can do the same thing with money. Give us an example of how you can do that with money. Do you feel the money in your hand? Well, do you it doesn't have to be money in per se. It doesn't have to be cash. It can be, you can look at your bank balance. You can get a check. You can see, um, you know, a variety of ways. But why do you want the money? So that's the next question. So you want the money to be happy and free? Yeah, freedom. Okay, so then you want to visualize freedom. Why visualize just the money? You want to visualize yourself being free. How do you do how do you do that? Traveling around the world, right? Going to exotic places. You see yourself doing that. You know, you don't worry about going to the mailbox to pick up the mail because it's a bunch of bills because they're already paid. You don't have that anxiety, you don't have that fear anymore. So you you just pick something that feels to you that you can visualize it would be real when it comes to money per se. And it will, if you can plant that seed, just like I described with the car, it will materialize at some point. But remember, there's a gestation period. And that's where people get hung up. And then they come, they wake up into the reality and they go, where is it? It's not here. Mm. That's digging up the seed going, why haven't you sprouted yet? <laughs> well, you didn't give it any time, you know. Okay. So you must give it an opportunity you have to trust. And like when you resigned yourself to sleeping in the airport, you just gave up. Yeah. Said, okay, I'm done. I'm and done. It, and, and, and for something like that, it doesn't take long. It took 10 minutes. Right? Yeah. 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 Now for a car and, you know, a million dollars, it might take a few minutes longer. <laughs> <laughs> but it could yeah. happen instantaneously. It could. You never it, know. You never it, know. No, it can, but the problem is we don't believe it. That's true. That's where our belief stops us from exactly. creating. Exactly. That all our baggage suddenly comes up and crops up, and we start carrying these loads, and we're going, "How's that possible? Well, you know, it doesn't happen. Only lucky people win the lottery." <laughs> <laughs> but we stop it. We stop it because yeah. of our beliefs. And so you are saying, well, right before you go to sleep, just visualize that. Intention. It has to that. be. Remember, it has to be in the first person, like you said, and it has to feel real. You have to feel it like it's actually happening, because your subconscious, between your living day and your imaginary day, your imagination, it knows no difference if it's the same feeling. So, in other words, if you pick up an orange and you smell it, and you taste it, you do it literally. You know what it's like, and you do it. Uh, subcon or uh, through visualization, you know what it's like, and those two match. It's the same thing as far as the subconscious is concerned. There's That's no good. Yeah, you know there is something on the internet. They they have virtual worlds where you are actually in there playing as though you're somebody else, and you can create. I know my very before I did my very first cruise, I was on a cruise ship in this virtual world, and it made life so much easier to create. And they still have like Second Life, they have all these other virtuals where you actually, it makes it easier for people who are stuck in their beliefs to visualize it 
and become it in this virtual world. So yeah. some people get stuck and they can't. Well, find the virtual world like Second Life or, or and, and then go. It's a great place to meet a relationship. They're virtual. You don't really know them. You will never know them, but it's a virtual. And you could actually start businesses up in the virtual world too. And that money starts flowing to you, real money. Wow. I never got to that point, but it is something fun. And I do remember in a virtual world, I went jogging around this island. And son of a gun, I lost weight. I really did. I don't know how, but I lost weight. Well, <laughs> and I'm going, go. okay, well, you see how your mind works? You can actually live in this virtual world, which is fun. And um, you can become another person or the person that you've always wanted to be. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And it's funny because now that I think back in my virtual world, I always had long blonde hair. Well, <laughs> and I, 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 my former husband knows that hasn't been the case <laughs> 20 years ago. Now I was dark hair. So um, I'm just trying to cover up the grays now, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much fun. So I do want to tell everybody, go find a virtual world if you have trouble visualizing and playing. Okay, there's an exercise that people can do, and I recommend it. Okay. And that is to learn how to visualize like that, okay, the, the real, okay? So sit down somewhere comfortable, close your eyes, and just kind of relax, take a few deep breaths, whatever. Then stand up and go into your kitchen or your bathroom. And, well, let's go into your kitchen. Either get a drink of something and then go and sit right back down, okay? Close your eyes, take your deep breaths, and now recreate that entire scene in the first person. Oh, because you're, you're teaching yourself. That's the muscle that needs to be exercised. Interesting. Okay, and when you can recreate you know, you're getting up, going to the kitchen, grabbing a drink or taking a slice of an apple and eating it and, and feel it as you have just did it because you just did it. Now it's not a long time, so it's not hard for you to remember how it felt. If you can practice that, right, and then you get good at it, then when you lay down in bed and you want to visualize or create something bigger, it becomes much easier because now you've exercised this muscle of being able to visualize in the yeah. first person reality wise. That's brilliant. Now the other thing is you have to be persistent. A lot of people do once, twice, three times, and then they kind of give up. Oh, it's not here. It's not happening. You know, well, of course it won't happen like that. You have to be very tenacious and persistent. So that's, that's very good. That's a great tool. That is a great tool, and so I am going to suggest all the listeners that they take these, what Dean just suggested, uh, to practice that muscle, and virtual worlds, too. You're practicing that muscle because you're actually playing as if you're there. It's a very real experience. So... That's just a suggestion. I think this has been a fun show. It has helped me to understand what the heck went on. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, so now I am better. 
although I am getting a tad bit of cold, but vitamin C will take care of that. Thank you so much, Dean. It's been a delight having you on again, and thank you again for rescuing me. Oh, no problem. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, and uh, have a great day. I will. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.